0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, and it's designed to get us into God's Word for about 12 or 13 minutes each day, and thereby help us stay focused on our spiritual lives, on our souls, on our relationship with God, but also to help us grow in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, you know people in your life, I can almost guarantee you without question, you know people in your life who need to change their focus, their direction, their thinking. They need to change their mindset. You can help them, perhaps, by sharing these short studies with them. Now, you can share through Facebook friends, through text messages, Maybe some other technological means that you have access to. But share with them. You may help them turn their lives around. You may help them start to focus more on their souls, on their relationship with God. You may help get them on the right road that will lead them to eternal life in heaven. So share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, literally anybody and everybody. You may help somebody get to heaven. We're going to talk about something that is so very prevalent in our world today. No matter where we live, all around the globe, and certainly we can relate to it in our country right now, but we can relate to it every year in every generation. After 62-year-old miner William Hyatt's car broke down, he walked 22 miles through the Mojave Desert. He crawled the last two miles before collapsing from thirst and exhaustion. He died face down in the sand. But you know, just over the hill, only a half mile away, was Saratoga Springs. He almost made it to safety. But he died before he got there. After World War II ended, a soldier called his mother from Europe and said, I'm coming home. Now, he had fought for four years. He had survived horrific battles, and he was there when the Allies won the war. He soon arrived in the United States, and he boarded a small plane for Dallas. Tragically, that plane crashed. After all he had been through and survived all of it, the plane crashed on his way back home. He almost made it home, but he died before he got there. On February 1, 2003, the space shuttle Columbia returned from its 28th mission. Having spent 16 days in space, it was 16 minutes from landing safely. Families had gathered in Houston to welcome loved ones home, but something went terribly wrong. A piece of foam insulation broke off and damaged a wing, and the force and heat of reentry caused Columbia to disintegrate and rain down in pieces over Louisiana and Texas. Seven astronauts almost made it back home but died before they got there. In Acts chapter 26, beginning with verse 24, we read a segment of the hearing that the Apostle Paul had before King Agrippa and also before Festus, the Roman governor. Verse 24 says, Now as he thus made his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are beside yourself. Much learning is driving you mad. Well, that was in reference to Paul's description that Christ would suffer, that he would be the first to rise from the dead and would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. The idea of a man rising from the dead, oh, that was madness to the Roman governor Festus. Well, you see, he did not believe in God. He followed idols And so he said to Paul, you're mad. Now, he could have said, I think we're to understand, you're crazy, you're insane, you're out of your mind. But in verse 25, Paul responded and said, I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak the words of truth and reason for the king before whom I also speak freely. That king was King Agrippa. He was also there in the hearing that Paul was speaking in, and he was speaking as a man who had been arrested, was in custody of the Roman government, and was ultimately, possibly, in danger of being executed. But he was speaking. He was given this audience by Festus. King Agrippa, a Jew, was there. And so Paul responded, I'm not crazy. I'm not mad. I'm not insane. I'm not out of my mind. I speak the words of truth and reason. For the king, before whom I also speak freely, knows these things. For I am convinced that none of these things escapes his attention, since this thing was not done in a corner. Well, you see, uh, Jesus had long since gone to the cross, died on that cross, buried in the tomb and rose from the grave, triumphant over death by the power of God, demonstrating beyond any question that he truly is everything that he claimed to be, the Son of God, the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord, and that everything he taught during his ministry upon this earth was absolutely and still is absolutely true, and has the authority of God behind it. So Paul said, I'm convinced that none of these things escapes King Agrippa's attention, since this thing was not done in a corner. In other words, it was not done in secret. It was not something that was simply whispered about by people passing it on from individual to individual and talking about, I heard that this happened. Somebody told me their cousin saw such and such. No, this was done in the open. This was witnessed by multitudes. King Agrippa, Paul addressed the king directly now. Do you believe the prophets? And then Paul answered for him, I know you do believe then Agrippa said to Paul you almost persuade me to become a Christian now exactly how Agrippa intended that statement to be understood has been a subject of question of debate conjecture it could have been that he was being sarcastic and saying to Paul, you almost make me a Christian. You almost persuade me to be baptized. Or he could have been absolutely sincere. And spoke to the compelling, the compelling testimony of Paul. Referring to the prophets of hundreds of years back through the Old Testament. Speaking of and foretelling the of everything that Jesus came and did as the Savior. And Agrippa might have really, genuinely been moved to the point of being almost persuaded to become a Christian. Well, we have absolutely no scripture record that Agrippa became altogether persuaded. But rather, we're left with understanding that he was only almost persuaded. Now, since salvation is the most valuable commodity or the most valuable thing that we could possibly possess, gain, if we go back to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 26, we read this, Jesus speaking, For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? There's nothing that compares to our soul's salvation, our eternal life. There's nothing remotely as valuable to any of us as that. Then missing out on our eternal life on our salvation is life's greatest tragedy agrippa was not the only person and he was not certainly not the last person to be almost persuaded to become a christian there have been many in each generation from his day until this who have been at that same point of being almost persuaded to to become a Christian who have been almost ready to enter the gates of heaven in eternity. In Mark chapter 12, beginning with verse 28, we read this, Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that He had answered them well, speaking of Jesus having answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him, The first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So the scribe said to him, Well said, teacher. You have spoken the truth, for there is one God, and there is no other but he. And to love him with all the heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself, is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, Jesus said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Well, an encouraging statement, and yet one that comes up short, perhaps. Depending on how that particular scribe took what Jesus said and how he responded to it. Did he come all the way to the kingdom? Did he become a Christian? Or was he left almost at the gates of the kingdom of God? Where are you in your life, in your spiritual journey right now? Let's pray. Our Father, thank you for your word to guide us in your will and ultimately to set the roadmap for us to be with you forever in heaven. Help us to open our eyes to see your way to that ultimate destiny and to open our hearts to humble ourselves, to simply follow your guide laid out for us in your word. Guide us to be with you, Father, in heaven forever. Help us along the way. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.